Vix the Convince. Welcome to the Vix the Convince podcast. Here's your host, NewSpark founder, Paul Mosenson. Hello out there in business world. This is Paul Mosenson. Welcome to the podcast, Fix to Convince, marketing optimization. You know, we talk a lot about a variety of topics on this show and whether it's, you know, revenue optimization, you know, messaging, branding, we've spoken about conversion optimization and all sorts of topics, SEO, social media, and more. Uh, today, we have a, a, an interesting guest. Uh, it, it's something you really have to perk your ears up on to understand um, these concepts about e-commerce, especially for B2B and B2C. And, and what that actually means to help a, a firm generate increased revenue, especially today. And so today my guest is the founder of a company called Vertina, that's vertina.com. And his name is, we're gonna play give and take here, Gigi. Kira Again, Gigi. JK. <laughs> JK is what we known as, not just kidding, but you can remember it that way, GGJK. Um, so that takes care of the first question, is the pronunciation. But he, he Vertina, an e-commerce solution firm. He's been uh, doing this for, well, 27 years in business of technology. Yes, we need to mute the computer. Yeah. Uh, He's an e-commerce strategist and advisor to organizations. Um, oh, he's probably like me. He's a recovering multitasking addict. Hold on, let me check my email while we do this, right? Uh, Problem-solving aficionado, especially when it involves revenue, profit, and customer experience. We're proud to have him on our show. Thank you but, for the opportunity, Paul. Sure, sure. And in summary, no, I'm only kidding. So we're going to get going here. we got a number of interesting questions here about Vertina. So what is Vertina and what is its focus and value proposition compared to other e-commerce firms that are out there? Yeah, so I can tell you a story, right? I'm, I'm, I'm using your, your, your methodology of delivering, you know. Uh, the story is businesses today is like a car rally, unlike a Formula One race, right? Uh, the the circuit or the road the, the route is is not smooth it is going to be rugged and the visibility is going to be very poor and e-commerce is not an exception so in order to win this race you need three components you need a great driving team that's your marketing team you need the right engine right car that's your e-commerce platform and the, you know you don't take your ferrari to a car rally, you don't take your Toyota to a Formula One either, right? So you need the right engine. And the third component that you need is the engineering crew. It's just like your certified mechanics in Porsche, Ferrari and Audi, etc. You need the certified engineering crew. And think of Vertina as that certified engineering part partner, uh, e-commerce engineering company partner, certified in 10 e-commerce platforms. That's what Vertina is. Well, what do you think of e-commerce? Like, how do you actually define that? Because we were just having conversation on 
what does that I mean to me I you know we think about oh it's just the process of buying something online or get a quote and things like that but you want to go into that deeper about this whole e-commerce concept and yeah because... what we say is uh, e-commerce is not e-commerce the bigger you are and the more b2b you are that statement become more true e-commerce is not e-commerce what does that mean as you said uh, let's look at b2b b2b and b2c first of all um the b2c if you think about e-commerce transaction as a relationship right you're a consumer you're going to this website buy a pair of shoes let's say that and basically what you're trying to do is that you're creating a, a, a relationship with that site and the in that relationship one party is you the other party is the website the the more trustworthy it is the more easy to transact with you are going to you're going to create the relationship faster right and 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 the more and, and that the you know, that's one point the second point is that that relationship starts with the transaction so that is b2c in b2b it is it is just the opposite most b2b the relationship exists already right and you are a buyer you went to the site to buy uh, you know 1000 box of screws for example and you are not going to do that transaction online you will you will you will do 12 touches to figure out it's the right company to work with then you have you go through a series of steps uh, maybe you know you start with rfq then you go through a series of steps to um, understand and, and establish an agreement with them then the relationship then you you establish your user accounts then you give it to your buyers in your purchase officers in your company then the relationship starts right so uh, so that is one aspect of this e-commerce is not just e-commerce for b2b or bigger brand so the the other brand the other major concept in um uh you know being an e-commerce system so let us look at e-commerce we need to look at e-commerce system slightly differently or a lot more differently so most of the time e-commerce you think of something like you said you know you go to the site and you buy uh, you buy the product and uh, you know that is the gist of it but think like this you think about e-commerce as a, a software platform right remove that selling part but if you if you look at the attributes this is a platform that most closes to your revenue number one it if you you know using automation you can if you can reduce your cost of operation by using automation and integration so that's going to affect your bottom line profit that means it can affect your profit right so revenue and profit check check the third it can deliver customer experience whenever wherever your customer is right that's the third point third the fourth it can connect all your systems in an enterprise whether it's your inventory management system, your ERP system, your accounting system, your CRM system, your uh, shipping platform, your OMS, you name it. It can connect all your systems. So there are four. The most important one, fifth one, this, is, this comes from 
after 25 years being in business of technology in multiple industries. I would argue that e-commerce is the only platform out there that can help to meet every every type of people in your organization. I can go into the details if you want. Their objectives. There are five type of people in any business, and each one each one would have their each one has their own objective. E-commerce is the only platform, if done correctly, that can help to meet this the type of people's objective. So I said five things. And, and, and the most important thing, I will, I will, this is very important, that's about four weeks back, McKinsey, I think it was McKinsey, came out with a survey. And he said, it said 75% of the CEOs they interviewed, they're top of the mind, one thing, speed of execution, right? Reacting to the market faster. E-commerce platform being a customer-facing solution platform, that can be delivered in a low coding environment. That means you can build the, your solutions faster. That itself is another plus point. So if you think about that, in all for the last five minutes, I, I, I described five, five attributes of the e-commerce platform. Then I also mentioned that the speed of execution and low, co low coding environment. And this is what we call e-commerce. So it is, the point is, it is not just selling online. There are, if you just look at from a selling online yeah. standpoint, you you most likely you will miss the boat. Well, it becomes a, um, it's a mouthful, <laughs> but it, uh, it does become, which you understand is it's a bigger picture of a business process, really. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's because, you know, as a development company and a strategy company at the same time, mm -hmm. that that's, that is unique because, you know, you really have to understand the business model and how to make it better, which is why, you know, you guys exist. You know, you can look at, you know, like you said, shipping and, you know, and dealing with other departments, inventory, you know, back-end operations, fulfillment companies, um, you know, they all are part of, I guess, we call an e-commerce ecosystem. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and that's important when you talk about strategy and platforms and optimizing the whole thing versus just one aspect of it. Does that make sense? Yeah. It, you know, so basically what we say is it is a customer facing digital experience platform hub, right? It's a, it's a customer, it's a digital experience hub that you can connect with uh, almost every human being, every, almost every applications connect with that. Then it delivers the experience omni-channel then, um, and, and, and yet, it can deliver your revenue and profit. That's the beauty of it, you know. Yeah. Well, it brings up another question because we started thinking about, okay, this is the what, but the why. And what do you see in your experiences? You know, some things may be obvious, but let's just say it. Um, biggest problems with e-commerce websites today. Okay. There are a couple, couple of things. Um, one is that, you know, if you're talking about B2B, right, B2B and B2C, uh, you know, behaves and demands are slightly different. And there is a joining path, it's coming, you know, the, the, it's called consumerization of B2B. Uh, um, the, the challenges are, if you're talking about B2B, uh, the consumerization of B2B, right? Um, uh, typically, B2B is not thought, of, was not thought as a consumer-oriented, you know, um, uh, front-end application. But today it is becoming more and more. That's number. Along with that, the omni-channel experience that the, the you know, uh, 
B2B customer, they have to buy whenever, wherever, through their mobile, through their desktop, right? Uh, and and that is that is one aspect. The second aspect, um, so basically we, we are talking about the user experience side of it. And in, um, in, in B2B, the number of integration makes it more complex. Uh, that's another challenge. Um, and uh, a lot of challenges, you know, figuring out there, there are 900 some platforms. How do you figure out which one is the right one, right? Well, that's my next question, so. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you're thinking about launching a platform and the changing landscape of tech, technology, right? If you are, a, this is the biggest thing I would say. This is what makes it fascinating. When you launch an e-commerce site, you are out in the ocean, right? You are open, you're out in the ocean, you are swimming with the sharks, your competitors, and the user user expectations is goes up, market drives you, and you are in constant change. Your, your path to progress is consists of small changes, big changes, back to back. How do you manage that? Right? And the more you make, make the more changes you make, the customer you're 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 doing something good for the customer, but at the same time, customer expense expectations also goes up. So you're you're driven by the market, you're driven by the customers, you're driven by the internal employees. So change is the constant. Change is the constant in your life. You're out in the ocean. How do you manage that? That's the biggest challenge. It is a challenge. Well, you know what else? I mean, from a marketing perspective, just a sidebar here, you know, especially with some clients I have, you know, and I would just say that when people, you know, God bless them, they have ideas, they have investments. And, um, but, you know, you realize a lot of products out there, there's a lot of competition, mm -hmm. right? And, and, you know, we talk about value prop, you know, and that's part of the whole thing is, with what you do and what marketers like I do is we take everything together and we kind of understand like the buyers, right? Is um, what makes me stand out? Because really, you know, in, in another perspective here, really the bottom line of an e-commerce website is, you know, not just the technical side, the mark message side is why should I, give me a reason to stay and buy now versus put in a cart and leave and, and see who else is out there. Right. Mm -hmm. Isn't that the big thing? I mean, there's a lot of competition, you know, and you know, it's, it's that convincing argument of, um, of getting them to stay and do something versus, okay. You know, that kind of thing. Right. So I'm sure you look at a lot of that too. And, um, you know, sometimes you gotta, um, you know, differentiate yourself. And some of that is just the look feel and, and like you said the the ease of use and the customer experience to make a buyer feel comfortable that this is the, the organization i want to do business with mm -hmm. yeah that is more truer in again it's, it is equally important but when you think about that going back to the relationship building it's it's more important to give the first impression better i'm talking about the hardcore e-commerce experience right for that it's more important to give that first, your first impression is the best impression you had to give, you know, you know what I mean, right? And that's more important B2C. In B2B, the relationship already exists. Now, the retention, how do you make it? The customer knows you, right? 
in B2B. The customer knows you, the customer, you are given the training on the customer. How do you make the, that customer who knows you to transact with you? That's become more constantly, repeatedly, that becomes more important. So, the, you know, so I was reading something, um, you know, like in B2B, if you think about B2B, it's a lot of repeat purchases, right? I'm, I'm generalizing in B2C. Well, it depends on the product you're getting, right? It could be a centrifuge that lasts 10 years. <laughs> so. Right. But then you get sell. I mean, you're right. Then, but still, most of the B2B, it's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a repeat purchase. You know, the quick order feature is one of the most demanded quick reorder, right? And, and again, generalizing how many times you will go buy a shirt, a quick reorder in B2C, not much. So you think about the relationship and the contractual elements and also personalization in B2B, right? And in a, that personalization B2C and personalization B2B has two different meanings, two different implementation also. Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> personalization is probably a whole nother podcast really yeah, because right. there's companies up the wazoo getting into that. Yeah. You know, based on your experience, I mean, you know, that's the Amazon model is they know what I looked at and they're going to send me emails because they have my email address, right? I mean, that's a whole nother topic, but it's, yeah. but it is about, um, you know, using AI to um, cross sell, upsell, right? Mm -hmm. um, or come back to purchase. We noticed you looked at this, uh, but that's, uh, but I think that's all part of the whole process, right? Is uh, the whole e-commerce ecosystem is... Uh, is trying to it's all about trying to get people to come back and buy or buy more mm -hmm. um so but you know speaking of that you know with, we mentioned platforms and you know the ones i'm familiar with but geez i mean when somebody starts an e-commerce site years ago they have a platform right and you know sometimes there's does it have all the functionality um how do i know what functionality is out there how many plugins are there i mean you have the tech side but you have a strategic side as well Mm -hmm. um, especially when you're high level, like, you know, like is Shopify, right? You know, mm -hmm. it's big, what's big commerce. Why should I do that versus delusion and WooCommerce? And, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, you can probably get overwhelmed whether you want to start fresh or think about, should I change platforms, which costs a lot of money in development. Mm -hmm. but no. So how do you like go through that whole process of determining platform fit? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the the world of platforms right and it's kind of interesting that there are at a high level there are three type of platforms one that is you custom built completely custom built and nobody nobody's doing that today very few people do completely custom built e-commerce platform and the second one is software as a service platform this is like shopify big commerce solutions of the world i'm talking about small to medium sized business uh, sector that's our focus and uh, then there is uh, platform like open source platform where you are going to download and you are going to host it and manage yourself. That's your Magento, WooCommerce, PrestaShop, you know, um, uh, that platform. So that's the world of platforms. Now you could, there are flavors coming ahead of them, like a headless uh, and a decoupled platforms. That's all derivative of this. So uh, the, the question is, there are, like I said, there are, somebody said there are 900 some platforms out there, right? And, uh, and how do you figure out which one? So we identified about 18 some variables that you may want to think about. Again, it's a, it's a, it's a lengthy list, but there are a few that is really stands, stands out. So, so um, you know, 
you, you think about if you're a B2B customer, most of the time, 90% of the time, what you're really looking for is flexibility. You, you are, you are, you, most likely you are not going to have 100,000 customers hitting your server at one time, right? So, so scalability takes a back seat in B2B e-commerce and flexibility takes importance. What that means is uh, it is a business application you're building. It's a customer facing business application. It has to connect with a lot of systems. The, the, like I said, the personalization in B2B takes a different meaning that the personalization means I have to give the experience based on the different agreement elements contractual elements that I have with my customers, right? That's one. Second, I, as a B2B platform, I have to conform to the business processes that my, my customers have or connect with the business processes my customers have. So it takes a different, so you need that flexibility. When it comes to flexibility, um, again, I'm generalizing most of the SaaS platforms, they are flexible to the limit of APIs they provide, right? And and certain companies like us, we can extend that. Uh, and you know, uh, we can extend that. We can push the boundaries, even if the, something doesn't exist, plugin doesn't exist, or API doesn't exist. You can push the limit uh, boundaries, but that becomes a a kind of patchwork, if you will. And we have done that multiple times. Um, and uh, so, if you're looking for flexibility, most likely you are a open source platform right mm -hmm. and uh, and we had a client like uh, one of the one of the major it's a b2b client and uh, one of the major they want to roll it out on a a saas platform and saas platform said you know what the payment gateway that you want to use sorry it was a the payment gateway you want to use we are not going to allow that payment gateway right that's a policy. It's not technical limitation. That's a policy. So in an open source, such policies doesn't almost non-existent. So you have the ultimate flexibility. Uh, so some other, so that's one. The second is the stability of the platform. Not all the platforms are stable, right? And depending upon the maturity and things like that, SaaS platforms you get the most stability in SaaS platforms. You know, Shopify or BigCommerce or Revolution things like that. Relatively speaking. Once the site is built, you don't need a maintenance plan. That's what we tell our clients. You know, if you are on Shopify or BigCommerce or Evolution, you don't need a maintenance plan. You call us whenever you need to add. And once the site is built, everything is working. It's pretty much stable. But on the open side, open source side, you need you need a babysitter. So there's a trade-off that you give. Scalability, right? Another one. Security. Um, you know, initial cost versus ongoing cost, right? Your internal skills your patience level that's also important um and uh, how how easy it is to administer so i can go on uh, the, the ecosystem partners plugins how many plug what are all the features that you need to provide what percentage makes this as a plugin right so there, like i said there are 18 some variables we can talk about yeah and figure out what the right platform for sure and many e-commerce sites now have um you talk about plugins and things i mean there's you know, it's funny, a lot of times I see them, you know, there's the widget on the left, there's the widget on the right, there's a widget from the top, there's yeah. a, there's the chat, you know, and like, you know, where do I go here? Like, uh, you know, hello, can I help you here? Can I help you here? Sign up here, register here. 
don't leave yet. We have a deal for you, right? So, I mean, they're being a little funnier, but still, that's part of the uh, engagement strategy. And, I, you know, I love the technology. I mean, the saying is like, you know, when I'm, you know, you, the exit intel where you take your mouse and you quickly go to the right to close your window, said, uh, 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 not oh, yet. No, 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 no. <laughs> don't leave yet. We have one more deal for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just show me where the X is and I'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, but, you know, that's part of conversion optimization, right? So I mean, it's slightly beyond that, Paul, also to think about this is one of the uh, drawbacks, right? Meaning if you look at Google, if you just, if you just open up your browser and type in uh, e-commerce failure rate, Right? Uh, just well, type in e-commerce project failure rate. Google will say 80 to 97 percentage of e-commerce projects fail. Right? Now, you may argue that, hey, Gigi, that's because there's a lot of uh, startups in the e-commerce, right? They, they come and go like mushrooms in the fresh rain. And uh, But then I would say, dig, dig further, deeper. You will see articles, e-commerce, B2B failure rate is 95 percentage, right? The reason we attribute, we, you know, we have our favorite top ten reasons. The reason, one of the one of the main reasons is that the the, the you know e-commerce site is a website. Of course, it is a website. But if you are serious about it, it is not just a website. It's a it's a user-centered, complex software engineering problem where multiple plugins, multiple parties and comes in and the users, it's user centric, but there are a lot of things that go to plug into this thing, right? Then business, front end business process, back end business process, all this has to merge together, managed correctly and built it. So, and not having that understanding is the Achilles heel for e-commerce projects. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny you say that with all those things, it just reminded me, you know, you know, there's a, e-commerce category that is you don't think about it as e-commerce but it is it's like car dealer sites right because mm -hmm. it's the same thing products descriptions mm -hmm. you know test drive buttons and you know get my deal buttons and then you can't read anything else because the pop-up check comes up you know with the chat right yeah. so and you know and um you know, what we're trying to do is help people make a decision, which is the bottom line without being too much in their face. But, um, um, but yeah, so that's, it's kind of similar that way, but yeah, you know, the bottom line is it goes back to what your goals are and what your strategy is. And that's where you come up with testing and things like that too. Can I tell you a little bit of personal story, a little bit of learning I had? Sure. If it's too long, I edit it, but keep going. Okay. I know you All can right. edit. Um, so this is back in the day, this is 2000, uh 14 15 that time frame right uh, i was kind of dipping my toe into e-commerce i was fascinated by it the benefit of it there are reasons why i was fascinated with it so um i partnered with a company with another gentleman who is a super engineer right super super engineer and uh, he you know he only knew he only knew e-commerce from a software development standpoint right e-commerce platform one e-commerce platform so whatever the pro most of the problem we got to build a solution, he will figure out a way to use an e-commerce platform to, to solve the problem. Most of it, right? And I will I used to be a custom software application developer, right? I would say that's gonna take six months. This guy would come back and say, you know what, Gigi, that's a two, three weeks, three weeks work. I can do it. <laughs> Here is how we do it. And after two, light bulb light bulb went on my head. 
and that was 2014. You just mentioned that you know you don't think a a, a car dealership an e-commerce site, right? But still, it is a e-commerce site, right? That's right, right. But we, if we if we if we talk about it, there are more examples. If you can think, if you can expand your thinking, and then you will be able to see more examples conforms to that e-commerce platform you can solve using an e-commerce platform using plugins. So th th what we are talking about, this is not a simple thing. You know, what the market needs today's in the speed of execution is very, very important, right? The minute nobody has nine months to build a solution, right? By the time nine months goes like this, there are so many things that are changing. So you think about e-commerce as a platform platform that can deliver customer experience that connect with the multiple system faster right and you can test your ideas faster and um, of course it can sell so if you have that kind of thing you can see that the utilization of this platform platform can be applied in many many different scenarios mm -hmm. yeah for sure i mean it's it's all about the customer and um yeah i want to ask you um a couple questions here i've been to your presentations and we're not getting too much in the weeds, but we talk about these concepts of revenue lift and revenue shift and mm -hmm. briefly like in your, it, what does that mean to a C-level at a company and why, wh what's the difference and why should I care about it? Okay. So <laughs> we are focusing on revenue money part. That's very important. You know, uh, so revenue shift is, uh, is a, a fundamental, going back to what I said before, your business journey consists of small incremental changes and large fundamental shifts, right? Changes. So a revenue shift is either you don't have an e-commerce site at all, or you have a very weak e-commerce, you are completely shifting your revenue from offline to offline to online. This is very, very very applicable, very relevant to many B2B customers. So quick story, back about last year, we were at uh, Pike Expo, a B2B exposition exhibits in Philadelphia. We were there and I walked around many, many B2B customers, right? Many B2B merchants, um, uh, all sellers, distributors, manufacturers. And I would say about 60 or 70 percent of them, uh, as soon as I brought up the topic of e-commerce, they would say, yeah, we have a website, but we don't do much at all. You know, that's just a website, right? We have a RFQ, we have a request for quote, other than that, nothing is there. But guess what? At that time, they depend upon wine, dine, face-to-face, -face, trade show to conduct businesses. Now what? Or distributors too, maybe. Right, right. Yeah. It's where wholesale is all that comes into that. Now, now, that's not there, right? That's not there. So you got to get online. So that's a revenue shift, right? A fundamental yeah, revenue. It's, it's, it's a business model update, basically. Yes, it's completely, it's, your operating system is completely reset and, you know, it, differently. So it's an operating system change. And uh, and there are a lot of things that you have to think about when you make that change also. It's not only technology, it's a people's people factor also needs to be considered. And the, the revenue lift is you already have a, a working site, right? Your your revenue is is most of your revenue comes from a majority of your chunk of your revenue comes from your online experience. But like I said, change is the normal, right? Always changing. So you need to 
look at your customer experience and and continuously lift continuously in it's a continuous improvement and apply the CRO it's a different meaning we have it's a it's not conversion rate optimization it is commerce revenue optimization and you have to look at uh, you know different aspects of your site and keep improving one step a baby step at a time that's revenue lift right yeah, I mean, it's important. It's just business models. Here's what I want to go into you because you're a storyteller, I can tell, is, um, you know, e-commerce design development. Yeah, we get it. You know, everything you're talking about. But really, your value at Vertina is really problem solving, custom solutions, you know, versus mm -hmm. just, you know, getting a, a guy to come in and, you know, play around with product images and things. But, you know, when we talk about that, can you name like maybe one or two, just off the top of your head, some examples of a example of a problem solution you had with a client that required somebody like Bertina to, to fix it? I mean, I, I can tell you this. Most of the problem we deal with are, are um, not simple e-commerce sites. I mean, we do that too, but it's a very few percentage. There is something interesting or challenging about it right so i can tell you this uh, right now we are engaged with world's largest and oldest retail chain right they sell offline they sell uh, they sell anywhere from offline they sell anywhere from uh, toothpaste to suvs right offline that 3400 retail chains retail locations 4.5 million uh, registered users of certain class and um, employment class and uh, you know 15 warehouses across the country and they sell 1000 motor vehicles in a day right and that's a problem that's an interesting problem to solve um, and uh, so that's what that we are engaged with today we are finishing this first phase and uh, we did it in about 35 days and our company scored nine months. Oh, wow. Um, so, and we are getting a bigger, longer contract to do the rest of this. So that's one. Um, this recently we solved, uh, you know, Staples, the world's largest office supply company. And I'm, I'm giving you some brands that you will recognize, right? Sure. Uh, world's largest um, uh, the, the office supply company, they, they want to integrate with Snapchat. Right, uh, single sign-on Snapchat employees want to buy from Staples without using credit cards on their accounts. They want to buy, so uh, you know. So we we did that integration uh, with e-commerce platform and their Snapchat systems. We did that. Um, what else? Uh, you know. So another one uh, I can go on for. So we are you know, Volution take Volution as the platform, and there's a there's a core issue of internet sales tax, right? the roof the sales tax needs to be calculated on rooftop level so uh, and uh, there are systems like avalara tax jar who will, will help you to uh, to do the calculation but volution being the one of the most uh, one of the one of the their current version of volution they are, they are going to change it but their current version of the volution has not much apis we are the only company who figured out how to integrate that tax jar at, at rooftop level uh, internet sales tax calculation engine to volution. So um, there are several like that, you know.
yeah. Well, I mean, that's a good thing, though, because I think it's for the audience out there, if you have a platform and you have a pro- problem, you don't say, oh, I guess we can't do that. Maybe there's a way with some custom programming and development that works with the platforms. And um, I mean, the, the point is, don't say no. The point is, find out. Yeah, I mean, what I would say, <laughs> right? what I would say, Paul, um, there is 99.99% of the time, there is always a solution. How badly you want it, how fast you want it. That's the question. Yeah. Sure. Um, let's talk about metrics. Rama's done here, everybody. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's about results. And you know, typical metrics, conversion rate, and are there any? Uh, can you just give a review of the most important KPIs for measuring success of a e-commerce platform or website? Absolutely. So this is this is one of my favorite topic, right? So this goes into the revenue lift, right? Continuous improvement, KPI-driven business. This touches touches upon a lot of stuff. So in the industry, there is a term called conversion rate optimization, right? And yep. uh, there are a lot of experts out there, and uh, you know, it's a relatively it's an arts and a science. It's a relatively new term, relatively new new term, and um, so the the conversion rate optimization is good. But however, there's a fundamental flaw in that the conversion rate optimization is a single KPI focused uh, metric, right? It uh, it's it basically to how many orders you get per visit, right? RPV, uh, and that's what looks at conversion rate optimization. As you know, in e-commerce, you it is not a, that a conversion rate optimization is good for transactional site. For example, non-transactional site, meaning a blog site. You look at how many signups you had, right? That's the that's the metric you look at, and uh, how how many registrations you have done, how many opens, etc. But in e-commerce, this changes, right? E-commerce, you cannot have revenue um, number of orders per visit. Right? If you look at just number of orders per visit, so imagine you are running an e-commerce site and you are you are looking at this conversion rate or number of orders per visit. If you look, if you just look at that, I can easily increase your number of orders per visit. That may not mean you are going to have this, make the same level of profit, same level of revenue. All I have to do, if we agree on just increasing the uh, number of orders per visit, only thing I have to do is find out the top most selling product and discount it, right? And you will sell more. But that doesn't mean you're going to get more, more money or more profit. So you have to have a, a multi-KPI based approach when you think about e-commerce. So average order value, of course, conversion rate and uh, average revenue per user, retention rate, right? And um, so there are, there are about six different KPIs you can look at and say these are all important. So it's a you, when you when you deal with an e-commerce and a revenue lift, you have to think about multiple KPIs. And uh, again, if you want, I can tell a story. You know, if the time permits, to explain this for us, <laughs> right? So yeah, some of the I said like customer lifetime value, right? Uh, customer satisfaction. Uh, 
average revenue per order, average order value. Uh, so these are yeah, some of the KPIs you got to think about. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's not just the KPIs, but what you do with them. So let me give you my story, right? Okay. So, well, it's just a scenario, right? Because you have to look at data and you have to say, okay, this product, we put a lot out on marketing, whatever, where it's not selling as much as another product. Mm -hmm. You know, what do we do with that? What's the yeah. decision there? You kind of look at it and say, well, um, let's look at the competition. Let's look at um, the pricing versus other ones. Is it, you know, is it is the page SEO'd? I mean, whatever it is, right? Is it is it the Google shopping messaging isn't powerful enough? Or, mm -hmm. or, or maybe um, we have to decide whether to lower the pricing. Yeah. Right? So the effectiveness of your customer acquisition, right? That, that customer acquisition, CAC, customer acquisition cost, which channel works correctly, what doesn't work, um, you know, the other, like your customer service cost even, right? You made a change to the site and therefore nowadays no, you get more chats, more customer service calls, right? That's going to cost you money. So there are multiple channels that you need, multiple uh, factors that you need to address. It's much more complex in e-commerce than uh, a, a non-transactional site. Yeah, I was just thinking, you know, just cutting to the chase about typical e-commerce where maybe a, a strategy could be, well, these aren't selling well, let's push them as cross-sell, upsell. Those who bought this, bought this. Mm -hmm. Whether it's real or not, I don't know, <laughs> but it might be just a, a, a kind of way to get um, products that aren't as um, popular to get in front of people. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, whatever it is, right? These are all like little tactics to optimize revenue lift, right? Yeah. And, and, and I think that's important when you're dealing with, um, especially multiple products at a store and you get reports, how do we do, how do we do, mm -hmm. you know? And, um, you know, good week, bad week, um, you know, do we, you know, push more Facebook commerce on it or something, who knows, right? Becomes then marketing. I mean, there's so many things involved and I think it's important for the audience out there. It's, you know, we're talking about the platforms itself and, 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 and how they work, but it's, you know, you got to understand it's, it's a whole ecosystem of, you know, when I talk about buyer's journey optimization, it's a similar way, right? It's, you know, something is interesting to me that makes me want to possibly buy it. But, you know, the first eight seconds or so of my presentation on the platform better be, you know, this company looks good and legit, right? And, and they can help me. It looks like they can. Look, there's plenty of reviews. That's another plug-in, whatever, you know, the ratings and reviews, whether they're real or not, I'm not going to comment on that. Mm -hmm. but, um, but, you know, that's part of the whole game plan of convincing me to put something in a cart, right? Yeah. You know, the messaging, the... You know what services you provide. You know the, you know don't make me hide. Don't make me look out for the rev the refund policy, right? They put it out front, right? Because that'll help limit my risk of putting something in a cart, especially if it's expensive. So, how, how well how will you in how fast you invoke trust, and uh, and uh, how less you distract, how you uh, portray urgency. Right. These are some fundamental principles um, uh, when you when you when you use when you design a user experience to increase that. What are the actions that you want the customers to take? Yeah. Customer retention. How are you, how are you going to bring it back? 
you know? Yeah. I mean, the analytics, I mean, you just got to keep an eye on that, you know, and um, no matter what business you're in and, uh, and, and be able to pivot and adjust and test. And, and that's why this thing is so important is you just, I mean, the bottom line is, you know, you just don't build it and run, right? You, everything has to be optimized, you know, even the email marketing part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's all those companies that specialize in abandonment emails and, you know, the cadences, okay, you bought this, now you should buy this again or buy this or buy this, right? So, and then everything is tracked, everything is tested. What are the results? Mm-hmm. Um, so that, I mean, that's a big picture and, you know, but it ends up to still the guts of the engine, which is what you guys specialize in. Um, or else all those other things won't work as well without a, a great interface that is customer friendly mm-hmm. and um, and can contribute to my uh, um, less of a doubt and more of an opportunity to say, okay, you win, I'll do business with you. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. So any um, final question, um, any other advice for um, companies out there assessing their e-commerce platforms and, and process and uh, what they should be looking at and, you know, as far as optimizing their own um, scenario, anything? Uh, uh, yes, absolutely. You know, so it is very important so that we take the, the right steps to do not become a statistics in the graveyard of 97 percentage of e-commerce projects failure, right? So there are a few steps you could take, uh, you know, a number of things that we observe in the marketplace, you know, many times customers comes to us and say, hey, I want to build it on platform X. It could be WooCommerce, Magenta, Shopify, whatever, right? And that's not a good approach. This, you know, an a serious e-commerce build is taking us as software engineering problems to, to do the right discovery process, understand um, different factors, people involved in the process. What's their objective? What's their wish list? What's their pain point? As, a, as an organization, where, where are you today? And uh, what is the next two years, three years of your journey look like? Where do you want to go, right? So a roadmap is very important. From there, you have to detail on the requirements specification. These are, you know, most often these are things are forgotten because it was e-commerce is considered not as a software engineering problem, but as an e-commerce, a, a website, right? Not really. You have to write the requirements specification and, and, and go back and forth. Even if you do agile, you got to have a um, you got to have a process to document whatever you are going to build, right? And you because today's more than ever resources are limited. Uh, use it wisely. Um, so those are the two three things. Treat it as a software engineering problem, not as a just a site build, right? And and think about the users connected. I had a client. I had a prospect. He didn't you know because of COVID. He didn't become a client. We had a couple, a few conversations. He said that the last 30 months, three zero, 30 months, I have to change my platform two times. And this is the third time I'm talking to you, I'm considering another change. I asked why. My employees hated, two times my employees hated the platform. That's a excite, that's a strong word, but that's what my clients, my prospects said. So think about them too. For sure. Great stuff, great stuff. You get it, everybody, right? Think about this. Just think about your business and what needs to get done, especially now. Um, if you have to pivot, you pivot. Um, 
analyze everything. It's all about optimization. Revenue shift, revenue lift. Vertina.com. My guest, Gigi, JK. Gigi, say it again. Gigi, JK. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. Thank you so much for, it was a very, uh, you know, I, I really enjoyed talking to you always, you know. Sure, sure. And um, so that's it. And say, there'll be another podcast soon. So uh, thank you all for listening and um, be safe out there. Paul Mosenson, Fix to Convince Marketing Optimization. Good. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to get more marketing optimization insights. Fix the Convince.